high performance life, helping you to perform at peak levels in every area of your life. Here's your host, Chris Sperling. Hello, this is Chris Sperling with High Performance Life, and Happy New Year to everyone out there, and hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, today we are here at Select Physical Therapy at 12 South in Nashville, Tennessee, and I have Farah Haley, and I have Gina Gapster. Gapster. Yep. I want to make sure on that. So, uh, Farrah, why don't you just lead off? Tell us your credentials, what, what your position here is select, and then uh, Gina, you, and then we'll get into the crux of our, our conversation here. Okay. So, I'm a physical therapist. I've been a PT for 18 years. Uh, my entire career has been in outpatient physical therapy. Um, during my time, I've become uh, Maitland certified, pair certified. I have my COMT. Um, I do probably dry needling on probably 90, 95% of my patients and just looking for other alternatives and to help people that are in need. All right. Gina? I am Gina Gapster. I am working with Select Physical Therapy in the Nashville 12th Avenue South Clinic right across from Belmont. Uh, we've been open in this clinic for about three, three and a half years now. And um, although I'm new, I you know try to keep my... You know, although I'm new, I try to keep my patient population as uh, variable as possible. I love treating everyone. Um, if I feel it's out of my scope of practice, I'm always willing to refer. But it kind of brings us to this topic today, which is, you know, uh, back pain or pain um, with pregnancy, pre and postpartum. I, you know, never ignore someone because it's not what you generally learn in your orthopedic um, mm -hmm. education. But I, I love to explore new fields and, and learn just as much as I like to treat. I also do dry needling, cupping, you know, any modality that is uh, appropriate for the patients that I'm seeing and um, try to treat everyone I can. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So today we, we are just uh, the, the topic is going to be just low back and pregnancy and I can tell you after seeing my wife go through two pregnancies uh, that was a major major complaint. It was always the back, always the back and obviously we're adding weight mm -hmm. to that to that anterior side so uh, Absolutely. don't don't want to jump in there. I know you guys have a lot of information but just Tell me what your clinic, you, you, is this a new program? Um, it's not uh, It's not a new program per se. We don't have anything that's technically set up, but we've been treating these types of patients for a very long time. And it's patients that really go through changes in their day-to-day -day activity. They lose their functional cap capabilities just because the amount of back pain. And so it's a really interesting population to treat because you get fantastic outcomes and you keep these ladies still up and moving during the late stages of pregnancy. Okay. All right. Now, with that said, I mean, give us a little bit of a, uh, you know, so we have a patient. Uh, and and where, where would you say that, I'm, I'm asking here, uh, where do you start seeing that progression of my back? You know, is it week eight? Is it week 10? Is it, you know? I would I would say in my experience as far about midterm yeah. once they're actually starting to put on some weight you know depending on their previous fitness level how stable and strong mm -hmm. they are to begin with but definitely by midterm um, if I'm going to see anyone it's usually about that um, about that time and I actually have a statistic up to 90% of women um, experience low back pain or pelvic region pain they kind of go together you know that whole that whole core complex is, is so closely related and then another you know subsequent unfortunately impairment is in, in contact 
on. And so some people will yes. have no pain at all, but they'll just say, I, you know, I can't hold my ear and I can't, I can't stop it, you know, right. running, jumping, doing their normal activities. Um, so kind of all three of those go together and that's typically where, where I start to see it. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, I, I guess as a man going and seeing my wife grow through some of this stuff, uh, yeah, it was, uh, not paralyzing, but it did present, I mean, still having to work, still having to get mm -hmm. up and, and of course when we talk about that, I mean, when, when you have that position, the, do the hips tend to rotate at some, I mean, I've, I've heard that, but. Right. So um, in the in the non-pregnant patient, you usually have a pretty stable SI joint and your lumbar spine should be pretty mobile just to keep you doing what you need to do and being pain free. Um, about midterm, though, through that pregnancy, you have all these hormones just pumping through your system that takes that very stable SI joint. And now it's suddenly an unstable joint. Mm. So with that, we get lots of muscle pain, sharp shooting pain that can go all the way down the leg, a leg length discrepancy and and just in my experience in treating the typical spine pain, it, it can affect all the way up the spine. So it sounds like pregnancy is real fun. <laughs> <laughs> the end result. <laughs> the end result. Which actually comes to my, my next point. People will think, and I think I've heard from some of my patients, well, I almost didn't come to you because my physician, MD, chiropractor, whoever they've been seeing has said, well, it'll go away after pregnancy. So just if you can get through this, you know, have the baby after birth, those things will go away and your hormones stabilize, the baby's not in you anymore. But actually a third of those patients who had the low back pain who don't re receive intervention a third of them can still have pain even up to after a year. Oh, wow. So even if they're, okay. you know, say, well, I'll push it through until pregnancy and then they still have pain, go go see, yeah. you know, and a not only that, person. because they're now they're lifting carriers, they have a baby on a hip oh, wow. and yeah. you know, a baby takes a lot of time, so suddenly we don't have as much time to take care of ourselves. So I really see it that aftercare is I think probably most especially important. Especially after pregnancy, educating yeah. the patient, you know, whether it's lifting your kid out of the crib, put your foot up on a stool and then mm -hmm. lift them. You're using your legs, your core instead of your back, whether you're pushing a stroller, you know, avoid hills, whatever it can be. Um, breastfeeding in the mm -hmm. baby, that can be very uncomfortable. Lots of Switching neck sides, pain. neck mm -hmm. pain, yep, exactly, all of that. <clears throat> So it sounds like we're we're on a track, or you ladies are on a track to make pregnancy a better thing. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> That's our goal, anyway. Yeah. Well, it's it's really intriguing because you don't. I think as men, we don't really know how much toll that takes on a body. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't. You know, I, I mean, I guess we could strap a ten pound weight to my <laughs> core, and but but that does it. It it really does get tiring, and it just can overwork you. You, I'm sure you substitute different muscles because mm -hmm. you're trying to work it and just. But uh, so, what are some other things that you see that uh, in terms of just you know treatment? How how would we go about? you know, treating some of those. If a, if a young lady were to come in here and she's say midterm and she's experiencing those, what are some things that you're going to do to exercise? Is it treat, you know, how, how would you treat Before that? we get into that, can I backtrack and yes. give you two separate scenarios? Um, okay. A lot of times that we see, and I'm actually seeing this more in men too, which is so, um, so surprising to me is the diastasis recti. And so it's basically where, where your ab muscles just, just split. Mm -hmm. And so that takes away a lot of their core stability. And so that's a very specific program that we get these patients through because you can't just go into the gym and expect to work out when you have that condition. Um, but also with the, um, the pregnancy population, if they go through a C-section, they have lots of scarring down mm -hmm. low yep. that interestingly enough, that can show up as some cervical spine pain. So I know we're targeting low back pain and 
SI joint pain through this podcast, but I don't want to discount how it can affect the whole spine. And our occupational therapist actually jumped in before we started and wanted us to mention also a high risk of increase in carpal tunnel um, mm-hmm. just due to the fluid Absolutely. retention that you have. You know, bracing is great, and if the physician gives you a brace for that, but you have to think of depending on how long that brace yeah. is on you for all the impairments that could potentially come with that once the brace comes off. So yeah. if you do have those symptoms, yes, talk to your doctor about it, and hopefully they'll even say, you know, just go in for an evaluation to see if you need any further intervention from an, an OT or a PT mm-hmm. or yeah. another uh, healthcare professional. Okay. Yeah. So you, we were getting ready to you. Yes, the treatment process. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whenever the the patient comes in, you know, just doing a thorough evaluation, finding out if we have um, any any precautions or contraindications to the, the treatment before we even start. But then taking a look at their body, do they have the diastasis recti already? How's their lumbar mobility moving? Do they have a leg link discrepancy? Really doing a, a pelvic evaluation just to find out what kind of impairments we're starting with. Um, and in my practice and. Gina may do something a little bit different, but I really focus the first two to three visits on making sure that we're in a good position, that we've restored mobility, and then I start to stabilize. But again, you have to be very specific and careful with the stabilization yeah. with these people. A big one to help with that, that we carry them in the clinic, are SI belts. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of women, yes. especially if they happen to fall into maybe one of those postural deficits, even pre-pregnancy. Mm-hmm. My uh, old CIs always used to jo- uh, joke with me, the day I find out I'm pregnant, I I need to wear an SI belt because I'm so <laughs> curved in my low back mm-hmm. and it's going to start to take stress really quickly. So we love to brace people and some people kind of, you know, are a little resistant against it because they say, well, you're just giving me a crutch. Is this just, you know, masking the pain? And I, I like to encourage them that this is actually getting you in a proper position so mm-hmm. that you can use the proper muscles that you're supposed to use right. and not just rely on those joints, mm-hmm. ligaments, you know, right. um, inflammation that potentially is coming on and, and potentially even cause maybe mm-hmm. osteoarthritis or something in the SI joint. So that's interesting so i mean you talk about you know even the lordosis the you know just you look at that in the paraspinals but it's i mean how do we strengthen that i mean because is is that something that we really want to strengthen I mean, in terms of that, always. Always. always, okay. But really targeting the lumbar multifidi too, which are the smaller stabilization muscles, mm-hmm. because if you just hit the paraspinals without the multifidi, that might lead to a little bit Increase more pain. Increase in pain. Yeah. 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 So you ladies are so smart. I mean, <laughs> really, I, I, I just, I love talking to you ladies because it, it is, it's, it goes way beyond just your traditional thinking, you know, for, for a lot of patients, yeah. you know, they're thinking that, oh, I've just got back pain because it's, I'm pregnant. Well, that's... It doesn't have to be that way. Right, that, right. And so what we'll look at too is like sleeping positions. What do you do during the day? What kind of occupation do you have? Take pictures of your setup at work. We'll give ergonomic advice on just to make things a little bit more tolerable. And I think it's a common uh, knowledge, you know, people say, well, the doctor told me if I was doing it before, I should continue doing it during pregnancy, granted, there's no other complications going around, right. whether it be swimming, jogging, biking, running, you know, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. And people think, well, if it causes pain, I should just stop. You know, mm-hmm. well, obviously that didn't feel good. Well, maybe there's some modification mm-hmm. we can make of that because I still want you doing those things because the more you do during pregnancy is exactly. such an easier recover after. Absolutely. You know, maybe we need to change the pathway that you're mm-hmm. doing it, but I still want you to do it. Well, that that's interesting because if you, if you can get them on some type of a, a, a program, maybe an exercise program and show them ergonomically. Mm-hmm what they're maybe should do uh that's just going to be you know uh, a future you know mm-hmm. once they have the baby they mm-hmm. can continue doing mm-hmm. those type Absolutely. of you know and and it'll improve your their life just like you said it's like it doesn't have to be this way and they don't have to continue with the pain mm-hmm. and they, they may have a carryover 
once that baby's born. Mm -hmm. So a big one I've actually seen um, some neural involvement, just you know numbness and tingling down the mm -hmm. legs, the mm -hmm. arms. A lot of people just yeah. say, "Well, my spine's you know it's pinching, it's pinching, it's pinching." Well, maybe not. Let's look a little bit more. Are there some tissues that we can mobilize a little bit? Are there some you know glides exercises we can do to help um, you know reduce that tension, that restriction that you're feeling to to help that numbness and tingling go away? And that, especially after pregnancy as well, can can stay around mm -hmm. the numbness in the feet and the hands. Um, so I don't some Sometimes it's not as scary as people think it is. You know, right. there's obviously situations that need to be further assessed, but that's a big one I've seen recently. So I have a question for you just off the top of my head. So my wife experienced heavy foot ankle swelling. Is that mm -hmm. something that, I mean, you know, I don't know that there's anything that we could have done. I mean, we elevated Compression her feet. Compression socks. Compression. Compression socks, socks. Yes, yes. You can do it. Yes. <laughs> Lymphedema management. Yeah, if you go to a lymph train specialist yeah. and compression garments, like fitted, like, you know, it's either whether it's like actually measured mm -hmm. for that person or right. whether you see someone who can measure it for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Early well, on. Yeah, yeah that, that on. seemed yeah. to be her biggest beef. It was not her back. It was her feet. Yeah. Of course, you know, working and all mm -hmm. that, it, it just... It, it was it just, can be painful. It's, too. it's you know, it was you're very restricting painful. a lot. You're expanding the skin. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to even want to. There you go. And then you don't want to be active, and then you are in a downward spiral to all the other problems. You know, you're right. losing your flexibility, your cardiovascular endurance. Um, speaking of that, I wanted to mention um, aquatic therapy. That's uh, huge. We don't have a pool at either of our locations, but we have mm -hmm. one up in Mount Juliet, Clarksville, um, Dixon. Um, but I have a statistic that says if you go into a pool, whether it be an aquatic therapy specific pool or not if you go up to your um, chest level it decreases 70% of your body weight yes. so you just kind of think you're offloading all of those mm -hmm. joints that are really taking the yes. pressure specifically the knees and the back we always hear those mm -hmm. ones um, SI and then maybe you can actually get your heart rate up to that level that you want without feeling the pain if you were doing exactly. it you know out on uh, on ground um, and be able to really target what you need to do even some of the pelvic stability stuff you know you can yeah. do that in the pool too so if all else fails we can get you in a pool and you know just in general going in the pool and doing some swimming it'll just sure. It'll help, especially warm, you know, relax mm -hmm. and, and, and yeah. help with that. <clears throat> well, uh, what else do you have on any other discussions? Man, you know, I kind of think we talked about a little bit, and you had even mentioned it, um, just a general gain in weight, you know, mm -hmm. it happens all of us, yeah. um, that change in your center of gravity. So you're automatically going to be pushed into another um, postural alignment. Mm -hmm. um, so muscles without doing anything, if you stay in your activities, um, all the same are going to be required to work harder. So mm -hmm. we have to know how to maybe offload those and get the ones that are now put in a non-efficient positions to activate, which just might take, you know, changing the position you're doing the exercise in or, um, you know, some other techniques that we can do a manual technique to, you know, decrease trigger points, manual therapy, especially when it comes to pelvic floor. If you have those, you know, really nasty trigger points throughout your mm -hmm. pelvic floor and it's just causing a lot of pain, um, can come along, you know, yeah. with many unfortunate impairments, you know, seeing a, a pelvic floor specialist, if you need that internal examination, they can do manual releases of all of those. Yeah. Um, okay. And then external palpation and, and releasing the, the inside of the legs, the mm -hmm. adductors always mm -hmm. get really, really tight, especially yep. if the, yeah, they're trying to brace yep. that pelvic girdle and yep. just mm -hmm. hang on to whatever they can get hold yep. of. They're yep. externally finding their yeah. internal pelvic floor muscles they're trying mm -hmm. to compensate and I've actually seen that postpartum as well she had to be cut um, all the way during wow. her pregnancy and although they stitched her up they said you should be good should be good to go she came in six weeks later and was just like I'm in so much pain you know yeah. they fixed what they thought they needed to fix right. why am I still in pain because we haven't addressed everything else surrounding it you right. know what's not activating what's trying to compensate and activate too much well and that that leads me to another point here uh, just the post 
part of that whole thing mm-hmm. during a C-section, whatever that whatever that may look like, because it, it again, we're talking about the, it's got a residual to it. Somehow mm-hmm. or another, I've always seen that even after pregnancy, there's some women who do very well with it and they mm-hmm. move on, they get back to exercising, but then there's some that, that they have a hard time getting. So I would encourage them to come see. It's a see, bridge. It's yeah, a bridge it between, is. you know, having that baby and getting back what you needed to do. Just right. someone to talk about, you know, what's appropriate, what should you hold off on for a little bit, just based off of your individualized pregnancy. Of course, yes. Google is going to show you the <laughs> average pregnancy, but, you know, no one has that. Right. And I think urinary incontinence, a big one I have a statistic um, for 80% of women, if pain or urinary incontinence has not resolved within the first three months of postpartum, it's going to last um uh, forever unless you see intervention and 76.4 reported continued symptoms even after 12 years. Wow. Urinary yeah. incontinence. So they just think it's normal. I had a baby, but yep. that's not, you know, no. see someone, at least see someone about it. Yeah. And, and I'll just maybe history. I've seen yeah. you ladies and how you work with that pelvic floor. And it's amazing because you do get results. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go through this life yeah. hiding something right. so exactly and it can be personal you know that's a, Absolutely. a very personal you know area to have pain in and to have symptoms in. it can affect relationships and yep. you know um, being active and going out and socializing with friends you know everyone can some I should say everyone you know you can have a hurting <laughs> wrist and go out you right. know but when you can't sit you can't stand you can't lay down everything causes symptoms it's it's time to you know go talk to someone about it yeah Yep. Well, ladies, I just thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I, I know our listeners will too. And uh, I, I think it's going to be you're you, you're going to get some phone calls. So if you if you would just tell us again, Gina, you're at 12 South. I am. Yep, 1501 12th Avenue South, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, select physical therapy right across mm-hmm. the street from Belmont. Yes, and I'm in Smyrna at 537 Stonecrest Parkway. Um, Suite 105, right across from Stonecrest Hospital. Yeah. Well, ladies, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll get this uh, sent out. And uh, I'm sure you'll be getting some phone calls. Thank you. All right. You've been listening to High Performance Life with Chris Sperling. Listen each week and raise your level of performance in each area of your life. Thanks for listening.